Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Let's Talk with Teresa Ann podcast, where you are going to find that I love to have conversation that points people back to Jesus. Yes, I said it. Jesus. I love that name. Well, it's all about living this generous life that shines the light of God, no matter the darkness. And I want this show to inspire you and I to live a life worth talking about. So come on, grab your drink, have a seat, and let's talk with Teresa Ann. On today's devotional that I've written is day 49, titled Collision. So when the gifts of God and the fruit or evidence of who he is collide with one another, what happens? There's power that is head turning. It makes a glorious spectacle. So I really want us to think about this, okay? So so often we take these tests to see what gifts we have. And I don't have anything against that at all. But I believe what happens is we get into our carnal thinking and we say to ourselves, well, this is where I'm, I'm my best. So this is where I'm going to stay. And that's why we have the Holy Spirit, because he is the gift. He is literally every gift and he can operate through us in ways that we could not on our own. I mean, that's the whole point, right, of relationship with God. So with that Um, we get to mature into the gift that is complete. So let's truly think about this. We have gifts that are innately within us, right? Just like I talked about earlier. It's part of our personality trait. And yet, we can actually reveal more than just what was placed within us by God's Spirit. First, we need to understand that the gifts of God are given to us without repentance people walk in his gifts, but doesn't mean they know him. So for instance, there are people who are so generous. Have you met those kind of people? Um, they're, they're just philanthropists by nature, whether they have much or have little. They're just generous people. Or those who are administratively organized. Others who are great encouragers. While others just have this natural knack to open up their homes to others. Yet all the while, there's no relationship or fellowship with God, but yet they're so good at what they do, okay? Well, oftentimes, people who reveal the gifts within them, what was meant to point others to God instead points to themselves, sometimes unintentionally, like they don't even mean to do that, or what they, or it points back to what they do so well, So the gifts that God gave us, it was never meant to point back to the gift. It was meant to point back to God himself, who is the gift. So it's so funny how God is really doing this thing in my heart to where he just wants me to get so close to him. I'll give you an example. What if we realize that we could operate in the gift that lasts forever? Do you know what that gift is? Do you remember in 1 Corinthians 13 where it talks about many of the gifts? 
But then at the end, it says, but these three will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these gifts is love. How do you get to that place where you're operating in him who is love? It's through intimacy. It's through what my friend Selena says. It's that nose to nose. And I add to that eye to eye, mouth to mouth. You're so close that there's still room to get closer. That's the intimacy that we're talking about here. From the place of love is where every gift flows from within us by the power of the Holy Spirit. There's this place of going so deep with him that the collision of his gifts and his love come together and make a display that cause people to be pointed back to the Father all the while in great awe of who he is. So I'll give you an example. There are those who flow in the prophetic gifting. Yet if there's no intimacy with God, oftentimes a critical spirit will be seen. Or even um, a lot of glorifying of the enemy. Yes, the enemy is here to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But the gift to prophesy is to what? Is to encourage the church, right? And a lot of times you'll see a prophetic gift along with the discerning. The discerning of the voice of God from the voice of the enemy, right? So with that, if if we're not careful and we're operating in that gift of the prophetic, but we're not intimate with God, you will then actually be operating in a critical spirit. And then what happens is when things take place that maybe you were able to say, you know, this is going to happen if we're not careful or blah, 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 then it's almost like you have this, it's an I told you so demeanor, which is rooted in pride, right? So it isn't about staying out of pride. It's about being humble, staying humble. And when you stay humble by being in awe of who God is, you can't help but not walk in pride. So we get to change our lingo even in that. So instead of telling someone, you know, you better stay out of pride, just say, you know what, stay humble. Just be in awe of God and who he is. And then you will be in awe at every turn. And whatever he asks you to do, you will be in awe that you got to do it with him. It won't be about this haughtiness within your heart saying, look what I got to do. So I don't know why I went there, but I did. Um, Hopefully that helps you as it's helped me. Um, So now the prophetic word along with this perverted discernment is twisted with what? Judgment. It's discerning to find fault. Yet when it's coupled with God's love, the intertwining of God's love and the gift to discern is able to see into the unseen. It discerns to find the gold, not the trash, but the gold and the treasure of God within that person. Or within that situation. Suddenly what is seen is not the struggle. But the overcoming power of God 
to annihilate the struggle. And how do you do that? You've got to walk in love. We've got to come alongside people instead of coming against them. You begin to prophesy who that person was meant to be in Christ. The evidence of God's love and the gift of God now reveals what God truly intended and causes us to declare that God has the last word over, say, a particular person's life. Or let's just say this, someone perhaps has cursed you and you heard it with your own ears and now you're tempted to partner with fear when suddenly you realize when intimate with God, he causes you to see it with joy. He causes you to walk in the ability to flip it and declare the promises of God. So the curse is the reminder to declare the promise of God's power. So let's just say someone curses you with death. Now you laugh and say, thank you for the reminder that with long life, God satisfies me. And from generation to generation, we will know the abundant life-giving God and declare his goodness all of our days. It reminds me of Jesus when he's in the wilderness and he's being tempted by the enemy. And the enemy is using the word of God, but he's thwarting it. Okay. What does Jesus reply with? He doesn't reply with arguing. He responds with, it is written. Like even Jesus was saying, thank you for the reminder that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth out of the mouth of God. So, It's this place of relationship and fellowship with God. Being so close to him that you can feel his life-giving breath upon your lips and yet you desire to get even closer. Here's the key. The key to this life in Christ. It's intimacy. For from the place of intimacy is where we find our identity in him as sons and daughters of God. Once we get to that place of knowing that we are a daughter, we are not an orphan, but we are a daughter. We are not a slave. We are a daughter. And if we liken ourselves to a slave, it's in a life-giving way. It's in a way of being above with him and not beneath. It's saying, I'm a slave to you willingly because I know you are my master and you want more for me than I could ever want for myself. And so with that, once we are intimate with him over and over again, we we begin to see deeper and deeper our identity as sons and daughters. And as we do that, then all of a sudden we are no longer like trying to be a good Christian or trying to be better. But from the place of intimacy and identity, knowing that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that's where our identity comes from, being in right standing with God. Then that's where everything flows from. You can't help but be a better wife. You can't help but be a better husband. You can't help but be a better um want to be a better child of your parent. You can't help but be a better parent. You can't help but be a better student because it isn't about being better. It's about being in him. And in him, people see, wow, holy moly, how are they living that way? 
And it's not from a place of do's and don'ts. It's from a place of get to because of relationship and fellowship and intimacy. And that's so great. So the key is intimacy intertwined with God that you don't want to do anything, anything even good outside of him and his love. Because when we do it outside of him and his love, then it becomes obligations. We feel like we need to, we should, we have to. That's not, when you start to feel that way, you've gotten out of intimacy. I've gotten out of intimacy with God. And now I'm doing it because I'm seeing it as an orphan or I'm seeing, so, and you're going to, you're going to do this a lot. You're going to go back and forth, but guess what? Just get back into that place of intimacy with him. Lord, thank you that I get to do this with you. I'm not doing this alone. And as much as I feel like I don't know what the heck I'm doing, I don't even know what next step to take. You are my next step. You are my next breath. You are the way. You are my direction. You are my instruction as I'm looking for direction in this situation. So I really encourage you to read Galatians 5, 1 Peter 2, 9, 1 Corinthians 13 and Numbers 22 through 24. These are really great uh, references to go to um, and just seeing this, this God whom we get to serve. So let's talk. What gifts are innately in you? Do you see when the gifts collide with God's love that he is seen through you? How have you become more intimate with God? Do you not feel that you've gotten there yet? Do you want to know how to begin? Just start with asking the Holy Spirit to show you how he sees you. You'll begin to see the unraveling of his glorious love over you as a daughter or a son. And from that place, you won't want to keep it to yourself. Please share whatever you would like pertaining to today's devotional. I want to say thank you again for joining me on Let's Talk with Teresa Ann, where I love to flip the script in this life. It's all about God's life-giving perspective. It's being able to overcome. It's recognizing the negative things of this world, yet getting to live a life that yet again overcomes evil with doing good. This is how we live a life worth talking about. I also want to thank you in advance for subscribing, sharing, liking, and commenting on my podcast and YouTube channel, as well as rating and reviewing Let's Talk with Teresa Ann via iTunes. Remember what this show is all about. Bold inspiration revealing God's goodness. And while you're at it, simply go to letstalkstudio.com.